0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وسبحوه بكرة وأصيلا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الايمان ب70 شعبه فافضلها قول لا اله الا الله وادناها اماطه الاذى الطريق من الايمان او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم suspected the Allah wa ta'ala has blessed us with innumerable favors, bounties, ni'mads and the greatest of all is this ni'mad of Iman this is something that we can never be able to make enough shukar for let alone any bounty for that matter the smallest ni'mad also we cannot make enough shukar for what about the ni'mat of Iman, the ni'mat of Islam? This is something that our whole life we spend in Sajda also, it won't fulfill the right of one fraction of Shukr for this great bounty and ni'mat But after having been blessed with this bounty, what is necessary is that we fulfill the dictates of this ni'mat So in one hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam describes what is this Iman all about? And in a beautiful parable, in an example, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu says, iman, wa iman has more than 70 branches. So the example that is being given is an example of a tree. And this example is something that Allah ta'ala has himself given in the Quran Sharif as well. Example of Iman, a masalu kalimatin tayyibatin, kashajaratin tayyiba. Asluha thabitu, wafargha fi al-sama. Tawti ukulha kullahin bi idhn Rabbha. Allah Taala says the example of the kalima tayyiba, of the kalima of Iman, is like a tree. Asluha <laughs> thabit its roots are firmly deep into the ground and wa far'uha fi samaa' and its branches reaching the skies and then ukolaha kulaheen bi'zni rabbiha at every moment this tree of iman is giving of its fruit so this example of the tree of iman is in the quran sharif and Labi is giving this example in the hadith sharif as well that iman has more than 70 branches so the lesson here is that iman the essence of iman is the seed the seed of iman the kalima the belief the faith but that faith and that iman that belief that is deep down in the heart that is not visible to anybody Allah Ta'ala, I don't knows. So, like a person plants some seed, and if that seed is under the ground, then nobody even knows that something is buried here. Nobody even knows something exists here. That has, has the potential of a tree that can bear so much of fruit, etc., nobody knows. So what the lesson is being given to us is that the seed of Iman must not just remain covered under the ground it must bring forth its trunk it must then bring out its branches the branch of ibadat must come out on it the branches of taqwa the branches of khashiyat and fear of Allah wa ta'ala. the branch of the love of Allah ta'ala. the branch of tawakkul and trust in Allah ta'ala. the branch of submitting entirely to Allah ta'ala. And all the various branches. And on these branches, the beautiful flowers of mu'amalat, good mu'amalat and dealings must come on. That a person from a distance also sees those flowers and gets attracted. Indonesia has got perhaps the greatest Muslim population. And how did it start off? Few people, some Sahaba Ikram or some of their followers it was handful of them came and settled there as traders but their dealings were such that people became attracted to them not them as people but the people what they stood for So where did you learn how to deal like this our deen taught us this we want to become part of that deen also so this beautiful those flowers of muamalat must be there and the shade of muasharat. that anybody comes under this tree they benefit from that shade. They no more in the sun. They no more in the heat. So now his parents will also benefit from the shade of his muasharat. his wife and children will benefit from the shade of his muasharat. his neighbors will benefit from the shade of their that muasharat. and the beautiful delicious fruit of akhlaq must come on this tree and this fruit must be export quality it must be able to go far and wide every part of the corner of the every corner of the world it was this fruit of akhlaq that brought people in huge numbers from the time of the sahaba kiram it was this fruit of akhlaq the propaganda that has always been made that islam spread with the sword this is the biggest figment of imagination of somebody and the biggest fallacy but if there was a sword that spread islam it was a sword of akhlaq Because the physical sword can only force a person to say something from his tongue. Can't bring iman in somebody's heart. At the most it can force somebody to say something after that sword is gone somewhere, he'll say what he wants to say. But people said it from their hearts. And then when they were being forced to renege, to give up that iman with every kind of persecution as the village of is being dragged on the sands. Just give up this iman. He said, I'm not prepared to do that. Ammar bin Yasir is being persecuted. His mother, Haddad Sumeya is being persecuted. Just give up this iman. Which sword brought into their heart? But every sword is being used to take it out. He said, sorry, we're not taking it out. To the extent that she is torn in two pieces by camels being tied on either side and being chased. And her body is torn apart. He says, we won't give up this iman." So what brought this Iman? It was this fruit of akhlaq. Or if you want to say salt, then the sword of akhlaq. Because this salt goes deep down in the heart. So this is the example that is being given, that Iman is a reality. It's not something that is supposed to be hidden. Like a tree, you can see it from a mile. And the fragrance of those flowers on the tree, anybody passes by also, they feel so refreshed. Mashallah, What beautiful fragrance person anybody passes by and deals with him, has anything to interact with him, they feel refreshed, mashallah. What, this person is something. I merely just did one small deal with him but I'm feeling so happy about him. I had some little interaction with him and I'm feeling like something, ha- I've learned something. This is the reality of Iman. Iman is a living reality. And the lesson is being given that it must not be hidden under the surface. It must show every bit of it. In, its, in the ibadat, in this muamilat, muasharat, akhlaq, this iman was come alive. So Nabi Islam is giving us this example. that Al-Iman bid'u wa sab'una na shu'ba. Fa'abzaluha qawlu la ilaha illallah. What is the greatest branch of iman? It is actually the trunk of iman itself. This is la ilaha illallah. This is the very essence of iman. But then, in this is a lesson that Nabi is saying, Pawlul la ilaha illallah. It's saying, La ilaha illallah. The real iman is the faith and belief. But that faith has to be expressed also. And has to be expressed repeatedly. Pawlul la ilaha illallah. The zikr of La ilaha illallah. The zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. The consciousness of Allah ta'ala being developed in that heart. And this consciousness comes from the Remembrance of Allah Taala excessively. The Quran Sharif Allah Taala says, "Ya yuhalladina amanuth kuru Allaha kathira." Oh, you believe? Remember Allah Taala excessively. No other command in the Quran Sharif comes with this qualification. that do it excessively. With this description, they do it excessively. But the zikr of Allah Taala. Because this is the ruh, this is the soul of every amal. It is the ruh and the soul of salah. وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ Establish salah for my zikr, for my remembrance. person has performed hajj. What a great amal. First, once in his lifetime. All the rites of hajj. Allah says, you have completed all these rites of Hajj. Now what? Now you remember Allah Ta'ala, like how in the times of Jahiliyad, in Mina, people would get together now they would remember their forefathers and people would sing poetry in praise of their forefathers and my grandfather did this and my grandfather did that and somebody else would now compete and he would give all the praises of his great grandfather. Allah Ta'ala is saying, forget all that now. Now, in place of that, remember Allah Ta'ala. Like you remembered and spent whole nights remembering your forefathers. But rather not, that's just that. the dhikrah, even more than that. So the whole ruh of hajj is also the zikr. And when the zikr will come in its reality, one is the verbal zikr. That too is something essential. In the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there is so much of emphasis on this word of zikr also. person decides, La ilaha illallah, a hundred times in the day, Allah will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. Now, this virtue Nabi Sallallahu is giving. Why? So that we might take on to this virtue and practice on it. So what is this La ilaha illallah? person is la ilaha, negating everything, every deity, you say, alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with iman, what are we worshipping besides Allah? Allah says, have you seen that person who has made his desires, his deity, he worships his desires, whatever comes in his heart he wants to do, whether it is correct or incorrect, doesn't matter, he wants to see something, nobody must stop him, he will see it. Whether it is permissible to see, whether it is the worst filth, he wants to see it. He wants to listen to something, even if it is wrong, he wants to listen to it. He wants to listen to music, he wants to listen to it. Plus nobody must say anything. He wants to go somewhere, no matter how terrible the place may be, plus it is coming to his heart, he must do it. The Muslim is saying in his heart and mind is to do something else at that time. Allah Allah says, have you seen that person who's made his desires, his deity? When a person is saying, la ilaha, he's negating everything, negating his own desires also. La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yakuna hawaahu tab'an lima jiktu bih. Nabi Islam says, none of you is a believer. Until he makes his desires subservient to that which I have brought. Until he crushes his desires and takes what I have given. Accepts the law of Allah ta'ala. And acts according to the way of Allah ta'ala. The command of Allah ta'ala. And the way that I have displayed. Otherwise, his iman is very incomplete. So, this la ilaha And then bringing only Allah ta'ala in. Illallah. None but Allah. Only Allah. How I earn, only how Allah Ta'ala wants me to earn. How I have my nikah, how Allah Ta'ala wants me to have it. How the funeral is conducted, how Allah Ta'ala wants it. And how does Allah Ta'ala want it? How Nabi Wasallam showed it. That is how Allah Ta'ala wants it. <laughs> and If you truly love Allah, Ta'ala, then Nabi Wasallam has been given the command, say to them, proclaim to them, Truly love Allah Ta'ala, Follow me. so the zikr of Allah Taala this daily zikr some tasbihat nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in one gathering the sahaba say each gathering one one gathering they would count more than 100 times istighfar He's discussing something then in between istighfar every now and then istighfar astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhambī wa atubu and who is nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the greatest of all Allah Taala's creation the greatest of all the ambiya and the messengers of Allah Ta'ala. Maasoom, sinless. And he's making istighfar more than 100 times a day. And who are we? How much istighfar do we make? <coughs> Some Duru so at least 100 times istighfar daily. These are the bare minimums. And the short form of istighfar also. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. But from the depth of the heart. With that consciousness that I have truly done so much of uh, so many disobedience of Allah Taala such great injustice I have done against myself how much I have disobeyed Allah Taala Allah Taala is my benefactor Allah Taala is showering His nammats every second on me despite that I disobeyed Him so with that consciousness with that regret with that remorse. In the depth of the heart, hundred times, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, and then at least hundred times, Duru sharif. In remembering the favors that Rasulullah has done for us, this is the bare minimum. Hundred times dhuru sharif, and the shortest formula of dhuru sharif, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, with love, with muhabbat, with azmat. Allah's Nabi, on one occasion, Aisha ta'ala, saw him very happy. So she decided this is the time to ask. Like a wife sees a husband happy in a good mood, she says the right time strike while the iron is hot. But what will she ask generally? She'll ask for some dunya, some garment or some appliance or some this or that or the other. Because Aisha ta'ala, was also a wife. And she sees Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in a very good, happy mood. So she asks. And what does she ask? Ya Rasulullah <laughs> make dua for her. She asks for dua. So Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam makes dua for her. Allahumma ghfili aisha ma taqaddama min zambiha wa ma ta'akhar wa ma wa ma a'alanat. Ya Allah forgive all the shortcomings of Aisha. Whatever might have happened in the past and the future, everything, forgive it, Ya Allah. So, this dua Nabi Sallallahu made for her, she became extremely happy over this. Like today, we become so happy over dunya. But how, how long the dunya is going to remain with us? No harm in having dunya in a halal way. It's come in a halal way without chasing after it and making it the object of life. Alhamdulillah, it's ni'mat. The person uses it how Allah Ta'ala has required him to use it, use it and make shukr. So Alhamdulillah, that too will take him closer to Allah. Ta'ala use it himself, and remember the unfortunate servants of Allah Ta'ala as well. So in any case, how we become happy with dunya, he knows what the reality is. What, is. what really counts is what makes the akhirat. So she became very happy with this dua. What is dua? And she became so happy that she couldn't contain herself. Nabi Islam saw this and he asks her, ayasurruki you Aisha?" Aisha. Has my dua made you happy? She replied yes. After all, Nabi is making dua for her. And his mustajab da'wat, his du'as are certainly accepted. So when she said yes, and he could see how overjoyed she is. Nabi Salaam then said to her, Ru Aisha, this is the dua I make for my ummah after every salah. Allah's Nabi Islam is remembering us had remembered us on all occasions how much do we remember him <laughs> in the day the whole day passes and what do we give in return by adopting the way sometimes of his enemies and giving his Mubarak Haq Takleef, and by singing the songs of his enemies by bringing on our tongue the praises of his enemies the praises of their ways, the praises of their sport, the praises of what not. Now, how much on our tongue comes Duru Sharif? What an injustice this will be, that the whole day has passed and we haven't even made Duru Sharif properly. So the more we will make Duru Sharif, recite Duru Sharif, the more all these other futile things and sinful things and things that give taklif and pain to the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Those things will start disappearing out of our lives. So at least daily for a start minimum hundred times Duroo Sharif. And the short form of Sharif also is Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A lot of love with azmat, with muhabbat. <coughs> so this lesson of the Zikr of Allah Ta'ala, this is being given to us here. And there needs to be some dedicated time daily. A person has got dedicated time for his breakfast. He's got dedicated time for his lunch. He's got dedicated time for supper. He's got dedicated time for tea in between. He's got dedicated time for the newspaper. He's got dedicated time for WhatsApp. He's got dedicated time for what not. If there isn't a dedicated time, it's for the zikr of Allah. If there isn't a dedicated time, it's for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. If there isn't a dedicated time, it's for deen. Deen is a sideline everything it gives us chance to do something, then it will happen. Otherwise, deen is a sideline. Whereas deen is the object of life. Deen is everything for us. And everything else must fit into deen in the way that Allah Ta'ala wants us to fit it in. So, in any case, this Durur Sharif, the more we will recite Duru Sharif, the closer we will get to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this lesson of zikr, a dedicated time some time even if it's just five ten minutes a day some dedicated time where there is no distraction it was Banda and Huda servant and Allah Ta'ala. and from the depth of his heart he's remembering Allah Ta'ala. and the zikr is the purifier of this heart and over and above that then one sahabi asked Nabi beast "There's so many things to do many optional things how much can I do and what should I do B.S. gave him a simple prescription. لا ذكر Just keep your tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So one is dedicated time. Then over and above that the a person is walking, is driving, is laying down, whatever and every now and again there's some ذكر of Allah Ta'ala, some tasbih, some t- istighfar, some durur sharif and his tongue is being kept moist with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the lesson we are getting out of this فَأَفْضَلُهَا قَوْلُ لَا اللَّهَ <laughs> Then the Nabi says, <الطريق> This is the greatest branch of Iman. What is the smallest branch of Iman? But now we are talking about the branches of Iman. Like just for our understanding that there is some huge chain store. So now there is one branch which is 5000 square meters Somebody says, this is the smallest branch. For all these changes, all, all the branches all over the country, this is the smallest. <coughs> these 5,000 square meters the smallest? Yes, this is this the smallest. So it's comparatively speaking smallest. Otherwise it will take maybe half the town inside it. So likewise, the smallest branch of Iman is in no way small. It is comparatively speaking the smallest. Otherwise in itself it's a huge branch. And what is the smallest branch of Iman? عَنِ الطَّرِيقِ The smallest branch of Iman is to remove something that will inconvenience somebody out of the way. In other words, to save, in whichever way, save the next person from some taklif. So something that can cause some harm to somebody, inconvenience to somebody, so one is taking the trouble to now, or the effort to move that out of the way. So it's not that I dropped it or I didn't drop it or I didn't place it here it's not my responsibility no whoever did it but here I have the opportunity of bringing alive a branch of Iman whoever's responsibility it might be whoever did it and didn't do it that is all irrespective I have an opportunity to bring alive a branch of Iman and can we imagine a branch of Iman and this is the lowest branch of iman, but what a branch of iman! Now, if a person brings alive this branch of iman—that anything that will cause difficulty to somebody, which he is not responsible for, but he is conscious of it—that I must clear it out of the way—where will it then be possible that he will deliberately himself give the leaf to anybody? When he is forever looking at every opportunity to move out what others have cause some problems. Where will he deliberately cause the cleave to anyone? Unfortunately sometimes this becomes like a pastime that to give some the cleave to somebody, to sometimes some people's tabiat is like that, if there isn't some drama, there isn't some something that is happening, that they feel very uneasy. If everything is going well, they feel unwell, it happens. It must be some drama somewhere. Two people were traveling in the train, sitting next to each other, both don't know each other. Now as the journey just started, everything was nice, peaceful, calm. But now these people, their tabiat was like that, that everything is calm, they're not feeling calm. So now one fellow woke up and he said, I'm feeling hot, open the window. So he opened it and he sat down again. After one minute, the other fellow woke up, he said, I'm feeling cold, he closed the window. So now, there has to be something happening now. So he couldn't sit quietly. If this will open the window, I must close it. After one minute, that fellow said, I'm feeling very hot, must open the window. He opened it again. This carried on half a dozen times. So one other traveler was sitting on the other end, he's observing this whole thing quietly. And this carried on half a dozen times. And he said, Please, both of you, sit down quietly. Take a nice look. There's no glass in the window. Just <laughs> <laughs> opening and closing the frame. <laughs> But in that, that I must create some drama. <laughs> They're not even taking the chance or time to look that there's no, there's no glass here. So whether it's open or closed makes no difference. <coughs> so in any case, the thing is, if a person has developed this as his tabiat, as his nature, that no matter who did what, I must take the difficulty out of the way. Where will he then deliberately cause some takleef to anybody else? And this is the nature of the Salam and their true followers, that nobody must get any taklif from them. This entire branch of deen known as mu'asharat, social life, the crux of this entire branch of deen is that nobody must get any inconvenience from me. As Ma'ala Shabdi rahmatullah he is in his old age, and he was very ill and late at night he needed to go and relieve himself so he woke up and he left went to relieve himself but he was extremely sick at the time and the toilets at that time used to be outside the home the dark no light you must fetch the water from one point then go to the toilet so this whole exercise became very strenuous on him because of his weakness his illness And by the time he came he was exhausted and as he was walking back into the home he fell unconscious, he fainted due to his exhaustion and his illness. Some time later he regained consciousness, realized that he has fallen, woke up, somehow made his way back to his bed. After he came back onto his bed, now imagine the whole scene that has just happened. Now he's just come back onto his bed now it occurs to him that I had fainted, I had fallen unconscious and at that time I was returning from the toilet I had that can in my hand the toilet can because it, that had to be kept somewhere water fed from somewhere and so on there wasn't water on the tap so that can was in my hand and when I fell it would have fallen out so he's probably lying somewhere in the way there no. and now later tonight somebody else might wake up They'll want to use it. They'll go to its place. They won't find it there. And this will cause them taklif. Now his wife was sleeping in the same room. He says, but she's fast asleep. She's also the servant of Allah. How can I break her sleep now? So in that condition, he woke up again. And he made his way back to where that can had fallen. That jug had fallen. And he picked it up and and put it back where its place was, and then came back to sleep. Mm-hmm. This is those who had the reality of وَأَدْنَاهَا imatatul الْأَذَاءَ tariq That let alone deliberately giving anybody the leave, they won't allow somebody else's inconvenience to, t- to stay in the way also. So if a person develops this branch of Iman, then this, this great quality comes into him. That this whole Muashirat comes alive. So in any case, this is something which is unfortunately lacking in us. In la masha'allah, that a person how he conducts himself, how, for example, he might drive his vehicle, how he might park somewhere, how he might position himself in the masjid maybe, or how he might conduct himself in his house sometimes, and so many things. At some social gathering, often we become a source of takleef for others. Whereas this is something totally against this entire branch of ma'asharat. So this was the second thing Nabi S.A.W. mentioned, the second thing. In terms of the branches of iman. The greatest branch, la ilaha illallah. وَأَدْنَاهَا إِمَاتَةٌ أَذَاعٍ tariq. And then Nabi wasallam says, وَالْحَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ مِّنَ Iman. That haya, شُعْبَةٌ, ay شُعْبَةٌ عَظِيمَةٌ Haya is a huge branch of iman. Now there are more than 70 branches of Iman. The greatest has been mentioned, the smallest has been mentioned, comparatively speaking. And then out of the balance of that 70, only one other branch is been mentioned. And that too, Nabi Sassam says, shu'batun, the tanween for ta'zim, meaning a huge branch, is haya. This highlights what an important branch of deen this is. That Haya is not just a branch in itself. It is such a branch from which branches come out. If there is Haya, there will be Adab. <coughs> it might have been something that we might have done as well. A child has done something disrespectful. And the child is reprimanded with what? You got, have you got any shame? Now he's done something that is disrespectful. And he's being reprimanded about shame. About Haya. The word Haya, the meanings that are given in English of shame, of modesty, these are just some explanatory meanings in some way. It can never do justice to the meaning of the word Haya. This is an entire concept. And the beast is saying that this Haya is a huge branch of Iman. When Haya is in the person, then so many aspects of deen will be alive in him. And if Haya is missing, haya, فَاتَكَ الْحَيَا فَفْعَلْ مَاشِئَةً If you lost Haya, Nabi Salaam says, do what you want then. In other words, you'll do what you want. A person won't be concerned about anybody or anything. Whether his izzat is going down into the dust, it won't matter. Whether his own children curse him tomorrow, it won't matter. Whether What happens, he's not interested. When there's no Haya, the person's not interested. And therefore, this is being highlighted that Haya has to be guarded jealously. Haya is not something that is, can be just treated casually. Haya is something that is a very serious matter. When this Haya remains, Iman will remain. Inna al iman wal Haya jami'a. The says, Iman and Haya, they are co joined, they co exist. When one goes, the other will go along with it. This is how close the relationship is between Haya and Iman. And unfortunately, this Haya is being lost very fast. Everything is being done around to destroy Haya. Via the media, via the billboards, via everything around us. Haya is being decimated. To the extent that now on that juice bottle also there will be a picture of total shamelessness, and with time it will become norm. Everybody will just ignore it like nothing happened, and it will be passed on from person to person, father to daughter and mother to son, and everybody will be comfortable with it. And this is how haya drops. It is not that it's now everybody is used to it. Person doesn't come used to it, like how some people say that. You wonder now that car that passes, that music is so loud that it's vibrating three, four cars away. So you wonder that these people, how they're surviving in there? So somebody said, no, they get used to it. So another person explained it, no, they don't get used to it. It's just that they've gone so much more deaf. <laughs> <laughs> they have gone so much more deaf and that's the reality. So now they can they hearing it at the at that pitch, they're hearing it, what another person would hear just a normal sound. Because they are now 70%, 80% deaf. So, likewise, Haya becomes 60%, 70%, 80% dead. So, so many aspects of shamelessness. People just gloss over it like nothing happened. In my childhood, I can remember from a very young age, at around maybe six, seven years old. Because the home next door they had some shop and all the supplies used to be delivered to the house. So sometimes my own father, Allah is covered with nur. he would buy the morning paper from there. So sometimes he would send me because in the same yard, he was going to buy the paper and come. So at that age, who knew what's going on? But this much was very clear in my mind that when the people would come now, we're talking about in the early seventies. What was the newspaper in the early seventies? the early 70s, but that was something clearly in my mind, that the good amount of, several things in the paper immediately would get torn up. What was getting torn up, we were too young to understand. But that is still in the mind. So anything before that paper can be, something else gets torn behind it. Before that, what is there, Test somebody's imam, test somebody's akhlaag, tear it out. That is the 70s. What is the condition of newspapers today? What even the disbelievers at that time would have never allowed in it, they would never have allowed into their homes, they would have banned it, regarded it as pornographic. Today a Muslim also feels nothing about it and it lies open in the home and everybody is comfortable with it. This is because Haya has decreased. Haya has decreased because there's a constant bombardment of behayai. and like that thundering sound that over time it makes a person deaf and he feels well. no I can't hear it much now it's fine it's not so loud anymore it is still loud but he can't hear it anymore so likewise that shamelessness is still shamelessness but the eyes of haya are now dimmed as a result it can't be seen anymore the cataracts of shamelessness have come on. She's not visible anymore. So this is something to become very conscious about. And when haya starts slipping, then it doesn't just stay at one point, it keeps slipping. And the person becomes more and more bold to do anything and everything. And Allah forbid, what kind of damage then it's bringing to families, to marriages person now is sitting and watching all kind of filth in front of his family because now he's become so bold so this Haya, when Haya is there then a person will be conscious of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala is watching maybe insan is not watching but my Allah is watching how can I be doing this then a person won't be watching first over his shoulder, who is looking Allah is watching Allah is away. Allah knows. He knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. What kind of thoughts are being cooked up in the heart. What kind of fantasizing is carrying on. Allah is away. Imagine if our hearts, the reel of our hearts, is played out. So on the day of Qiyamah, it might be played out what I want to be played out. So a person who has haya from Allah Ta'ala will be conscious about this. And he will be constantly jetting his heart. And cleaning his heart with that zikr of Allah Ta'ala, with that istighfar, with that tawbah. And developing this remembrance and consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So this haya and this haya is one of the things that draws down the azab of Allah Ta'ala. A government even with kufr <coughs> can still survive in dunya. This dunya dunya is not something that has any importance to Allah. Allah. It is a place of test. So, rulership, kingdom, government despite kufr will survive a period of time. But a government and kingdom even if it's by Muslims It will not survive if there's Zulm and if there's behayay. Because these things draw down the wrath of Allah. If there's Kufr, but there's justice, the government will still survive. The system of dunya is different. But if there's Zulm, then even a Muslim perpetrates that Zulm. It will bring his end in dunya. And likewise is the aspect of behayay. The western Society, the cornerstone of western society is extravagance and shamelessness. These are the cornerstones. And a dini society, an Islamic society, the cornerstones are simplicity and haya. And when this simplicity goes away, this extravagance, this wastage, and the total squandering of the wealth of Allah Ta'ala in things that are totally futile just for a kind of name and fame and whatever else and these things draw down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. so this is the lesson that Nabi Salaam is giving us in this hadith the lesson of that iman is a reality this tree of iman must be alive it must bring out all its branches, it must bring out its flowers, it must give off its shade it must pass on its fruit. It must give off its fragrance. This is the amal of Iman. That Muamala, that mu'ashara, that akhlaq. And all the branches of Iman must come alive. So, like that tree, that tree also, from the time that that seed has been planted, it requires to be tended. It needs to be watered. It needs to be cared for. Now that shoot is coming out, then a the person will put some stick alongside and tie it so that it grows straight then when the branches are growing, then too it needs so much of caring. Then it's being fertilized. And then it's being pruned. And what more carries on. And it's a lifelong process. So this tree of iman also is a lifelong process. To look after it. To care for it. To water it. With the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. To keep cleaning all the weeds out that have come in through the misuse of the eyes. Where every haram glance Is a poisonous arrow of shaitan So to clean out this poison So this requires an ongoing effort It is not some button a person can press And the job is done It's an ongoing effort All the work of deen Is the same effort To keep this tree of iman thriving To keep it safe from all the things that harm it To make it such that it gives off the best fruit the work of Dawat and tablir is for the same purpose to bring this tree of Iman alive within ourselves within others the work of Isna and Tasawuf and Tazkiyah is for the same purpose to clean out all these poisons all these terrible cancers within a person the cancer of jealousy of pride, of malice of greed of love of the ego, of love of the world, and all the other things that totally destroy this tree of Iman. And to bring all the good qualities alive, all the branches alive, the branch of taqwa, the branch of the love of Allah Ta'ala, the branch of the love of Rasulullah the branch of making an effort of deen, the branch of tawakkul, the branch of ikhlas, the branch of Lillahiyat, the branch of khashiyat, and all the various branches of deen. So all these works are all for the same thing. So we have to become part of all this. The talim that takes place in the masjid, we become part of it. This will help to keep this tree of iman thriving. The gush, the three days, the demands that will go, the demands that come to be part of that, all these things is for the same thing. Whatever other works of deen, to become part of it. MashaAllah, the Islahi Jalsa is taking place in two weeks time, 22nd, 23rd, 24th down the road from us in Potsdam. So to become part of that for the same purpose. How we can learn what is to be done, how to clean this heart, how to rectify all these maladies. And this is an ongoing effort. It's not a once-off thing. It is a lifelong thing. Just like the tree has to be tended, حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ وَعْبُدْ continue with worshipping Allah Ta'ala and serving Him and tending to this tree of Iman, yaqeen yaqeen yeah, here refers to death because there is nothing more certain than death for every insan. Until that last breath, this will carry on. Bismillah so, Tabaraka give me in all of us the topic. Allah enable us Amen. to make every effort and make deen our focus of life. Amen. Allah enable us to rectify Amen. our hearts, remove all the things that are harmful to our deen and Iman. لا the grandest of all the good qualities, ربنا اغفر لنا انفسنا وان لم تقبل لنا وارحمنا لنكون من الخاسرين. امين اغفر وارحم وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا ندامه ولا مفتونين اله الله ومسمف والمسكريس الله yeah Allah, forgive us, Ya yeah Allah. Allah forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Allah forgive our families, Ya yeah Allah. Forgive our relatives and friends, Ya yeah Allah. Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah Allah, sallallahu shower down your mercy on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shower down your rahmah on the ummah, Allah. Allah remove the suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Allah. We acknowledge all this is due to our deeds, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, Ya yeah Allah, and forgive the ummah, ya, ya Allah. grant us the of those amal that bring down your rahmat Ya Allah. Allah save us from all those amal that bring on your wrath and Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Grant us the reality of iman, ya Allah. And bring this tree of iman alive in us, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, Allah. Grant us the toffik of making your zikr daily, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, Allah. Grant us the true reality of haya, ya Allah. Ilahu <manyahu> alamin <manyahu> ya Allah, save us from causing any tacleif to anybody, ya Allah. Ilahu <manyahu> alamin ya Allah, you grant us every good, ya Allah. Save us from every evil, ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah.aya Allah. Give us istiqamu tundin, ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of making itibar and following the sunnah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Allah, grant us the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah, save us from the ways of his enemies, ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifa tamilah, ajilah, mustamirra daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of the illness Ya Allah. In our grant afiyat to one and all, ya Allah <laughs> Allah, those who have passed away, ya Allah fill their covers with nur, ya Allah make their complete bakfirat, ya Allah Allah, grant it the high stages of the akhirat, ya Allah Allah, at the time of our dead, take us with the Kalimala. Allah, ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah, ya take us on iman al-kaamil, ya take us on tawbat al-nasuh, ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah make our covers garments of jannah for us, ya grant us the of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. and give us jannah for those without any Allah. And whatever difficulties anybody is in, Ya yeah Allah, remove it with Afiyat, Ya yeah Allah. you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. Allah, you know what is a cry in each one's heart, Ya yeah Allah. Allah fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya yeah Allah. Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya yeah Allah. Allah you remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya yeah Allah. Ilahu Alaihi, Ya Allah, grant the best of dunya and the best of akhira, Ya Allah. Ilahu Alaihi, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Grant us, your Ya Allah. Grant us the love of Rasulullah, yeah Sallallahu Alaihi, Grant us the love of deen, Ya yeah Allah. Grant us the love of fila of the Quran. Ya Allah. Yeah. Grant us love of Salah, Allah. Give us the pleasure of Ibadat, Allah. Give us the sweetness of Zikr, ya Allah. Give us the ecstasy of Du'a, ya Allah. Ya Allah. Grant us, ya Allah, the tawfiq of being every moment of our life in Your obedience, ya Allah. Save us from every disobedience, ya Allah. Ya Allah. All the good that the asked for, ya Allah, we are also asking for all the good, ya Allah. Whatever the Nabi, sallam, sought refuge from, Allah, grant us protection as well, ya Allah. min wa سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعانتك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العزيز العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله والحمد لله رب